Welcome to Season 2 of the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is December 26, 2020, and we are a few days away to New Year, New Me. (laughs) Come on in, cousins, and gather yourselves, as I have a few topics that I want to talk to you about today. So, um, if you would like to join me on Instagram, you can search for The Wounded Healer, and you'll see a unicorn made out of burlap. So, I'm still not sure what it is that, what direction it is that I'm going to go in with um, The Wounded Healer on Instagram. I'm still trying to find um, a balance. Um, I don't think that I'm going to return back to the church. I don't think that I am. I'm still thinking about it. Um, I know what I like about the church and I know what I don't like about the church. What I like about the church is like the aroma of God when it's praise and worship. I like when the prophet is ministering because God's word um, is like spiritual food. And I feel like spiritually fed. I feel spiritually full. That I like about the church. What I don't like about the church is the clicks and the stabbing in the back and the gossiping, the slander, the backbiting and the betrayal. And, you know, I personally um, need to be um, emotionally and physically supported. I I don't get that from the church. Um, I don't think that it's wise for me to uh, have that expectation from the church. Um, I find them to basically rip you to shreds when you make a mistake. But I don't find people of the world to be uh, so toxic. I think that's what I want to say. No church is perfect. No person is perfect. No career is perfect. No relationship is perfect. I don't expect a pastor to be perfect. Um, But the same way that I have standards for the people that I allow to be in my own personal sanctuary is the same way that I have standards for my expectations of people um, in the church. So I can't control what goes on in a church. Um, how people are is just how they are. And I accept people for exactly who and what they are. But when it comes to my personal life, my personal space, my private life, I have standards and expectations and I can control that. I know that I'm going to be judged regardless, whether I'm surrounded by people in the church or I'm surrounded by, you know, pimps and prostitutes. <laughs> I'm going to be judged. I'd I'd rather be surrounded by pimps and prostitutes 
because I know what to expect from them. Um, I don't prefer to be surrounded by people in the church um, because I don't really know what to expect. Um, people say one thing, but their actions say something else. And that's all across the board. That's just people in general. So I'm just not sure if the church is the place for me. God is the place for me, that I can say, but I'm not sure if the church is the place for me. Um, the other side to the coin is I'm always, I have always been drawn to unconventional things. Um, mathematics, even though I suck at it, astronomy, um, the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, colors, energy, auras, sounds, frequencies, um, and this is not something that's um, incorporated in the church. So it's like I'm in a limbo because I want to do what's best for me. At the same time, I want to be in, in right standing with God. I don't want to end up in hell. And I certainly don't want to lead other people into hell. I don't want that blood on my hands. I think I have enough sins, and I don't want to add to it. And the church seems to think everything is witchcraft, and it's not. Can't say, you know, energy and vision board and, and um, um, meditation, affirmation. Um, focus your intent, use your willpower, um, can't talk about different dimensions and realms. Everything is witchcraft to the church, to people in the church. Let me rephrase that. And it's not. So I'm just trying to find a balance. That way I know what direction it is I'm going in with the Wounded Healer on Instagram. So for now, it's a blog about healing from childhood trauma, um, how to deal with trust issues, um, how to handle certain situations with family and friends, um, and just being a better you today than you were yesterday. So pretty much the same thing that I do on this podcast is the same thing that I do on Instagram, but on Instagram it's just like a shorter version that gets straight to the point. Um, eventually I'm going to get into um, meditation and sound bath and, and things like that. Alright? Okay. So, now that the announcements is done. I want to um, talk about trust issues, which was my post for today on the Wounded Healer on Instagram. So I've noticed a pattern with the guy that I am dating, and I actually have decided to set a new standard concerning him. And my reason for that is because I think he has it too freaking easy. I think he has it too easy. Most women 
They make men pay a price to earn them. I am not that way. Uh, what I've learned with people that want to make you jump through hoops and put you through all of this mental and emotional stress, confusion, and anguish that push and pull, you're walking on eggshells. For people like that are not worth the things that they put you through. What you get in return from them putting you through all of that, you really could live the rest of your life without. For that reason, because I know that I'm not worthless, I do not uh, make people earn me. I don't put them through things. I don't want dysfunction. I don't want toxicity. I want peace, tranquility, serenity. So I treat people the way that I treat myself. If I have peace and I have joy, I have faith, I have hope, I have love, uh, I want to give that same thing to the person that I've chosen. Whether it's a friend, a family member, or uh, someone that I am in a relationship with. I treat people the way that I treat myself, and I protect people the same way that I protect my money. Right? So, the value that I bring to the table with someone that they chose me and I chose them back, the value is that they have peace and they have unwavering love. So the pattern that I've noticed with this guy is when it comes to holidays, he kind of disappears. When Thanksgiving came around, I saw him the day before Thanksgiving, but not Thanksgiving Day. For Christmas, I saw him on the 24th, but not the 25th. Now, I thought on Thanksgiving that he wasn't ready to meet my family and friends that were coming to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. And I respected the decision that he made for himself. Not everybody is ready. They don't like to be thrown into things and caught off guard. I understand. And even though he didn't express that to me, that was just my own thought. So I kind of let that slide. Right? Then Christmas... And he totally pulled this wool over my eyes, and I never even saw it coming. He said, listen, I'm like a switch my schedule with somebody at work. They work for me during the day. I work for them and take their shift at night. And that way I can see you because Friday I have to work. I said, cool, no problem. So he left. He he came to my house, we had a bite to eat, we chopped it up, he left. He left around 4 o'clock. So I'm thinking he's working overnight, right? 
so he's continuously saying to me, oh, I got to go to work. I got to, he calls it the plantation. I have to go to the plantation. I have to go to the plantation. The plantation. He kept reiterating, plantation. Got to go to work. I said, okay, go to work. All right. So I go to my online dating app. And my intentions were to take my pictures down, but not deactivate the profile. Just take my pictures down, leave my memes up, and log out. When I go to do that, I see old buddy on the dating app. And there happens to be a light on the profile to let you know when a person's online and offline. I sort of say to myself, shit, is this ninja online? What is he doing online? You just left me and you're online? Why are you on an online dating site? Are we dating? How, how, what are you looking for and you just left me? Aren't you supposed to be at work? took a screenshot and I sent it to him and I said to him I need you to explain to me what is it that you are looking for what are you looking for he did not respond I text him again and I said how <laughs> tell me what it is that you're looking for we need to have a conversation why don't you give me a call? We need to have a conversation. So I need you to explain this to me. He did not respond. 1 a.m., I called him, which I never do. I never call people um, after a certain time at night because I know that the phone can ring and it'll scare someone out of their sleep. They may think it's an emergency and it's really not. And I don't want to do that. So, I call, and the phone just hangs up. I wanted to see if a female was going to answer the phone, to be honest with you. But it just hangs up. I said, okay. I continued to watch whatever it is, whatever it was that I was watching on Netflix, and I turned my phone completely off, because I know he calls in the morning. Christmas came. I turned my phone on about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And there was no text from him, no voicemail from him, no nothing. I said, oh, he's thinking about what it is that he's going to say to me. And my intuition had told me that he wanted to be careful of what he was saying so that he don't have to, so that he don't tell on himself. That was his main thing, to not tell on himself. So I was prepared for him. I decided to remain calm, cool, and collective. And I said to myself, well, if he wants to be single and date other people, then just let me know that. Like, don't take my choice away from me. Like, you shouldn't be the only one out here dating in these streets. I can do it too. I'm a good-looking woman. 
and I could get someone better than you. I could make any number of phone calls and get someone better than you. So if that's what you want to do, don't take my choice away from me. Don't have me being, you know, exclusive while you out gallivanting around town. This is 2020, my ninja. It's going to be the both of us. So, I reached out to two people and said, hey, how you doing? Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I decided that I'm going to date too. I'm going to date too. Me too. You know that? Me too. And I don't want either one of the two people that I have reached out to. I really don't. All I know is me too. I think that's a hashtag on Twitter. Me too. There's a woman who started the Me Too movement. Me too. So, I got a response from both of them. <laughs> a positive one. <laughs> but it's not like I didn't know that. Like, one of them is in love with me and it doesn't... <laughs> It's not funny. It's, it's not to be playing around like that. It's not funny. <laughs> One of them is in love with me, and I can kick him to the curb and then reach out to him six months later, and he'll he'll accept me. But that's because he's emotionally attached to me. My problem with him is that he does not include me in his life. Like, we're separated, and it makes me feel single. Um, and this goes to the trust issue aspect of it. Um, I think that if he and I can have a really open and honest dialogue with each other, that we actually can work it out. Um, if we both put in an effort, uh, we actually can work it out. If I don't irk his nerve and he don't irk my nerve, we actually can work it out. I, you know, I always root for him. But he shuts down, uh, and it's really not, it's really just him not trusting. So, um, that's him. The other guy, I like him. He reminds me of like, and he never been to college before. He's like self-taught. And he reminds me of like, this HBCU graduate of a PhD whenever he talks and he speaks life into me and he's so gentle and so patient, so kind, so understanding. Um, I think that his anger is like off the meter and I think he needs to deal with his anger. I've never experienced it, but his energy precedes him when it comes to anger so I, the only thing with him is that I really would need him to resolve the root cause of why he's so angry and I don't one thing that I learned from Ratchet TV and I'll never forget it this is what basketball wives um when they did the reunion this one girl Evelyn she was infuriated she was so livid with Jennifer um and then I just had like that aha moment 
when they were having the reunion, I said, Evelyn's has displaced anger. She's not really hurt by Jennifer. Uh, she's not really mad at Jennifer. She's hurt by Jennifer's actions towards her. She really hurt Jennifer and made um, Jennifer really hurt Evelyn. And Jennifer made Evelyn feel emotionally unsafe with her actions. And so with this guy, um, I think it's the same thing with him. He's not really angry. He's just hurt. And so I would need for him to, like, resolve that, heal from it, and let it go. And we were working. I really, really like our sex life. I could really like our sex life. We, 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 would, we would be good. We would be good. So I like the two guys for two different reasons. Um... But if I had to choose, it really would be the one, the first guy. It would be guy A. Because I feel more of a, like, um, like a twin flame with him. Like I just feel he's good for my soul. I just feel he's good for my soul. So... That's that's kind of that. He has a soft spot for me. And I like that he has a soft spot for me. I don't want to take advantage of it. I want to harness it to keep us together. It's black love. I like to keep us together. So, um, what the guy that I'm dating is, what he's doing now. I mean, I'm not really mad at him. I'm not hurt by it or anything like that. Um, I'm still thinking about what it is that I'm ultimately going to do with him. Um, he does have his benefits because he's so tall and so muscular and such an alpha male that I know that he'll, just his presence, um, just seeing him and that beautiful dark skin of his will intimidate anyone insecure or childish, male or female. And so if people see me with him, it's like he's protection and people just won't do and say certain things to me when they see him. You ever seen one of those um, memes on social media where you see like um, a baby lion and then in the back of the baby lion is the adult male lion looking ferocious. <laughs> so I'm like the baby lion and the guy that I'm dating now it's like that male lion who's absolutely ferocious behind me. Like, I'm safe. I'm completely safe. But for other people who think they're getting ready to leap, for those who think that they're going to knock if they buck, they're in for a rude awakening. So, you know, he just he comes with protection. So I'm thinking about what it is that I want to do with him. But all of this, you know playing games and being with other women and I'm not aware of it, the buck stops here. I'm no fool. So anyhow, when he called me, he said, oh, you know, I had that profile for a while and I just didn't know how to, I didn't remember my password, you know, to kind of log off. So it seems that I'm on all the time and I'm really not. 
then I figured it out. I, I don't need anything else. I'm good. Like, you're the only one. I'm happy with you. And blah, blah, blah. He's going through all of this. And I said, okay. I just wanted to see what was it that you were looking for. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Everything. Like, you know, I like you. And all this here bullshit. It was bullshit. And I wasn't buying it for a half of a second. I was just, just as calm as a summer breeze. I said, okay, <laughs> no problem, you know, no problem. So he asked me about my Christmas and told me that, you know, he was with family and so forth and so on. I said, I was expecting you to be at work because you told me you had to work. This is why you couldn't bring in Christmas with me because you had to work, right? Oh, it's with family, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm listening, and I'm saying, hey, this guy's, I'm catching you in your lie, and you're continuing to proceed with your lie. Okay. All right. So you're talking to someone else. All right, so why are you cheating on her? Because at this point, I think I'm a side chick. I'm nobody's fucking side chick. I'm not going to be a side chick unbeknownst to me. You asked me my permission. Don't take my choice from me. And this is the thing that psychopaths do. They see me. They find me to be alluring. They like my energy. And they decide that they want whatever it is that they want from me. And they just set out to get it. They don't take me into consideration. They don't think whether I want to give them what they want. They don't ask themselves, do I want to? And they damn sure don't ask me. They just go for it. And that's the thing that pisses me off. You can't just take my choice away from me and think that there's no consequences for that. You have to take accountability. So he's going to be accountable for his actions when it comes to me. He don't want me to know his work schedule, but he wants to know mine. He wants to know what I'm doing every wake of the moment, but he doesn't want me to know what he's doing every wake of the moment. He wants to know what he's getting himself into, but I shouldn't know what it is that I'm getting myself into. And the hypocrisy is what I don't like. So he's doing a lot of things that's rubbing me the wrong way. And... I have already decided, because of his actions, to go in another direction. There's no, there's nothing that he can do to rectify this situation. Because the pet peeves that I have are the very things that he triggered. The very things that he triggered. And... I don't want to penalize him for that. I really want to check myself. Because it's time. I, I take things like this as a sign that it's time for me to vibrate on a higher frequency. And what that means is these little things that people do, uh, it shouldn't agitate me. I am in complete control of my emotions. I am in control of my personal space. 
Um, I don't think I'm in control of my life. I think God is in control of it. I can make decisions, um, but it's up to God whether he's going to bless that decision that I make or not. Uh, I could plan for things to go a certain way, but it's really up to God whether he approves of it or he doesn't. If he approves of it, it'll go through. It'll be successful. If he does not approve, what am I going to do? It's God. I can't beat God, and I can't be mad at God. I think that anything that a parent does, um, and I look at God as a parent, because my earthly parents are crappy, so I look at God as a parent, honestly. And I think that if he says, don't touch that stove because it's hot, I'm going to listen to God and not touch that stove. I know what hot and cold feels like. So if he doesn't approve of something, I know it's for my own good. I know that if he does approve of something, then he wants to give me that good gift. He wants to bless me. He wants to see me happy. So this is what I'm thinking. There's nothing that this guy that I am uh, dating, there's nothing that he can do at this point to change my mind. Um, I know that I can do better. I mean, with the two guys that I contacted, they're better than him, even though they have their, their own flaws. And, you know, no person is a perfect person. Um, so here's the thing about trust. All of them have their own different level of trust issues. And when you become an adult, you go through life's ups and downs. Life comes with its own traumatic experiences in itself. And you don't want to make things harder for yourself than what it already is. And so for a person to gauge whether they should trust someone or not is completely up to them. But to start off distrusting someone um, for no real reason, just because of your own personal trauma, is childish. It's childish. The same way you don't want to be hurt is the same way that the other person don't want to be hurt. Nobody likes how it feels to be in pain. Nobody likes how it feels to cry tears of pain. Nobody likes to be betrayed. Nobody likes how it feels to feel emotionally unsafe. So that I can understand. But when you don't, when, if a person didn't give you a reason to feel that way, how can you make them pay a price for something that they never did? You have to give a person a chance. And you have to know what type of person to give a chance to. One thing I learned this year is that the whole title of trust issues is really just an excuse. I watch people who claim to have so much trust issues to fall in love and all of a sudden trust. But before they got to that place to fall in love, they trusted that person with all of the trust issues that they claim they had. It's interesting how people pick and choose 
who the fuck they want to trust. But when it comes to the opposite sex and being in a relationship, this person that got all these trust issues, all this heart trauma, all these excuses, all of a sudden lets down their guard enough to let a person into their heart so that they can trust and get to that place of love. They found a reason. They found the person that they felt was worthy of trusting and loving. So to me, trust issues as an adult is a fucking excuse. It's an excuse. I've been through a lot of things. We all have been through a lot of things this year. Like 2020, we, we didn't see coming by a long shot. There's always something in the air with the government spraying something in the air. But this airborne autoimmune deficiency is like a whole new thing. We've never seen it before. I've been through things this year with family, with neighbors, with men, with friends that I never saw coming. And I think that if I were to do to them what they did to me, they would have responded to me the same way I've responded to their actions. I think that they would never speak to me again. And with all of those traumatic experiences, I still don't have trust issues. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. My favorite uncle died. Love him like cooked food, like the way I love steak and cheesecake. I love my uncle. He was a bad house guest, but I still love my uncle. I love my uncle more than I love my natural parents. Because my uncle was very easy to talk to. He got on my nerve, but he was very easy to talk to. He was supportive of me. You know what I mean? And he died a couple of days before my birthday. And he lives in North Carolina and I live in New York. So family members is like, oh, I just got this job. I'm not going to North Carolina for the funeral. You know, I have to self-quarantine and I can't do that because I got this new job. I'm not another person. I'm not going. My father, whom I never had a relationship with, says to me, oh, I'll call you and I'll let you know where you're going to stay at when you come down here. And I said, a hotel, a hotel. If not, I could stay in this apartment. He ain't there. <laughs> he not there and if the landlord don't let me in I can stay in the hotel contacting my brother you driving down there you flying down there what's good we need to make it down there uncle died I got the money I got some money I can pay no problem we gonna make it down there we gonna, who's going nobody's going my father decided not to answer my phone calls to tell me when was the funeral 
We're in the middle of the pandemic. Are they having an open casket, a closed casket? Uh, are they only allowing certain people in the funeral parlor? Where's What's the address to the funeral parlor? What's going on? He don't want to answer the phone. He don't want to return my phone call. About his own damn brother. And I'm calling and people's not answering. They're ignoring me. I'm sending messages on Facebook. They're ignoring me. I finally get through to a cousin. And the cousin was like, we don't really know what's going on because of, you know, the uncle got power of attorney of the other uncle. We got to wait till he get down here to do anything. And then we in the pandemic. We don't really know nothing. The next thing I know, there's a post on Facebook. Oh, the funeral is today. Bumba clock. You mother, somebody knew that that specific day was the day of the funeral. Somebody knew. And I'm calling and texting, calling and texting, calling and texting. Nobody's answering me. I want to say my final goodbyes to my uncle. Y'all taking my choice away from me. Y'all are excluding me. I never got to say goodbye to my uncle. And to this day, it's December, and it still bothers my soul. So mad and so hurt over that. I have a reason to not trust. Many, many reasons to not trust. But I don't have trust issues. That's a reason, a really damn good reason to not trust. So when I tell people I don't like for my choice to be taken away from me, this is what I mean. I don't like when people make selfish decisions that include me. Be selfish till the cows come home. But don't be selfish don't be that type of selfish that includes me. Because when you're that type of selfish and it includes me, you take my choice away from me and that's causing me a traumatic experience. So the little things that people go through and they're like, oh, my heart. They want to die and meet Jesus and see the pearly gates. Oh, I don't trust. Get the fuck out of here. Come talk to me about pain. And I'll tell you <laughs> about pain. Then we have my mother who got married. And I think I told you guys why I don't like her husband. Her husband put a bunch of Facebook, he created a bunch of Facebook pages in her name, but has a picture of the two of them as a profile picture. And so you never, you don't know which is her profile and which is not. So I'm talking to her and she tells me that one of my brothers reached out to her to one of these fictitious Facebook pages. And her husband uh, responded and said, this is not your mother's. On Facebook page and she laughed and she did this mocking laugh that she always done from when I was a child and when she does that mocking laugh it makes 
me feel worthless and that hurt uh, of feeling worthless comes out as anger and so when she mocked my brother I felt some type of way about that and it also confirmed to me that I was right she allows him to say the disrespectful things that he says to her children because she don't want to say it. You ever see those comedians who start off their shows and they say, I say the things that you're too scared to say. And that's what she does with her husband. She allows him to say the things that, not that she's scared to say it, she's not scared by far. She'll say it and won't give a fuck. She doesn't want to say it. She knows the consequences of saying it. She knows what will come out of saying those hurtful things. So she lets him say it. She knows that nobody will like him. Nobody will respect him. Nobody want to, you know, fuck with him. She knows that. And she don't care. She uses him to be hurtful to other people and I don't think that he knows that's what she does I don't think he knows but the bottom line is I was right to have a mother to have a mother to do who you know will do something like that is painful this is an emotionally detached parent now you guys understand why I say God is my parent. God don't want to hurt me, but my mother and my father do. They want to. They want to. It's a conscious decision. Children make mistakes. Adults make conscious decisions. When you're a grandparent, you kind of, the mistakes that you make with your children, you make up for it with your, your grandchildren. And I highly doubt that they realize that they can make up for it through their grandchildren. They have to go and rectify their mistakes with their children and, and let it go and move on. But you can't just sweep it up under the rug and then think, oh, I'll make up for it with my grandchildren and think that somehow your karma will be right. That it does not work. It don't work like that. So I have to sit back and watch my emotionally detached mother give love to a man. Knowing that I will never get that same love. Not same love, but I'll never get love. I know that. I have to sit back. That's torture. So I think that the little minuscule things that people go through and they want to say, I have trust issues. My best friend betrayed me. Get the fuck out of here. My supervisor threw me under the bus. Embarrassing. Get the fuck out of here. Take those trusted. And I don't want to, I really don't want to. Say that somebody's emotions is not valid. I really don't want to say that. But I do want to say 
Get the fuck out of here. You want to talk about trust issues and pain? That pain that led to the trust issues? I should be the one who's... I should be Lucifer uh, on wheels with orange, red, and yellow flames coming clean off my fucking back. Okay? I should be Lucifer on wheels. Okay? I should have fire and fucking brimstone in the palms of my hands. The whole thing, this thing about trust issues is an excuse. It's an excuse. People pick and choose and make conscious decisions about who they want to trust. And that's that. I'm not buying the excuse of an adult saying I have trust issues. I don't expect everybody to have the type of strength that I have, to have the type of wisdom that I have, to have the type of knowledge and understanding and level of healing that I have. I don't expect it. This is the whole point of the podcast and the whole point of uh, the Wounded Healer on Instagram. This is the whole point, to share it with, the, with other people so that other people can get to the place of where I'm at. To bring people from out of their immature state to a mature state, to adulthood. The thing about emotions, guilt, and shame is if you sit in that emotional prison, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. The other people that had caused you to have trauma, move the hell on. They're in loving relationships. They're not dying alone. They're going to live a long life. Good people die young. Evil people live a long time. So why would you waste your life by sitting in an emotional prison? Regardless of what that prison looks like for you, why would you sit in it? So the devil got you the first time because he caused you to stop living in your truth, living in your identity, fulfilling your purpose as to why you were born. He, he blinded you. He spiritually blinded you. You can't see. So he got that one. All right. He got one off. He got a hit. He got one off. Cool. You're going to let the devil win twice. That don't make sense to me. You're going to live the rest of your life in pain and pushing people away or picking and choosing who you want to push away and who you want to have close to you. You're not going to be happy all across the board and fulfill your purpose and get this money. Be happy, be, be at peace. When you lay your head on a pillow at night to go to sleep, you should have peace in your conscience, peace in your heart, in your mind. You shouldn't have anxieties. You shouldn't have depression. So the devil, you're going to let the devil win twice? Cold day in hell. How about that? Cold day in hell. 
So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Say, uh, trust issues is an excuse. It's an excuse. All right? So I'm going to go and get myself together because, ciao. <laughs> Shalom, God bless you, and I love you.